you are about to enter the world of the Faceoff Hockey Podcast. Only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? The cases are real. The debates are real. Their rulings are final. This guy's such an idiot here. <laughs> this is your podcast. This is Face Off Hockey. Tiger, where are you? <laughs> Tiger! We also didn't talk about how now there's going to be a... Uh, oh, no, one brown and we are back. The trio. Face Off Hockey podcast. Writer Giovanni. The double underscore CAC. Mike one underscore Lasco. I'll say it again because that sounded kind of confusing. Mike underscore Lasco. He is back. Mike Cassian, Mike Messier, whatever you want to call him. Mike Getzlaff. Buddy, how was the move? Uh, you know, it was actually pretty painless, surprisingly. I think it's better not having to move out of one house and then into another, like, like being rushed. Because I still got a bunch of shit at my parents' place. So, uh, it was it was good, though. I mean, we... We're pretty much settled in, got a few boxes here and there uh, laying around. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's pretty solid. Everything went nice and smooth. That's good to hear. Yeah, and uh, see, I don't really have like my, so I'm in the, it's technically a basement. It's not, it's a, it's a ground level basement. Well, I um, think that's a perfect segue into uh, a little bit of an announcement we have. I think yes. we're going to be building our studio. It's under construction right now. <laughs> Correct. So I, I'm, uh, I'm setting everything up. Uh, we did uh, discuss the possibility of using this space, which is it got approved. Quite, it got approved from the higher ups. That's all that matters. It did, it did get approved <laughs> from upper management um, it, under certain conditions. However, okay. we'll you know we'll sort out the contract when we get there. Yeah, we still got to cross the T's, dot the I's. Correct, correct. But uh, yeah, so this is the space that I'm in right now. It's actually like I, I wish I could do like a little pano. Okay, it's all right. That wall, that wall will be covered in face-off hockey gear. Correct, correct. So it's going to be like the same setup I had in, in my old little den. Um, you know, I'm going to try to hang up all my hockey stuff. But, yeah, this could be and is a, is a high contender for our forever studio. So that would be uh, – it's pretty exciting news. Uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, I hope you guys are excited about it because i got to get some of these cool mics like you guys have too. I'm excited to quote Eugene Melnick. If we're excited, then they're excited. Yeah. And everyone's excited. Well, not to yeah. qu- it's, it's a paraphrase, not to quote him, but it's to paraphrase it. Yes. yes. I think it was close enough. But uh, yeah, Mikey, you brought up uh, some mics like me and CAC, yeah. um, not to use the word mic in a, a bunch of different ways. But um, we, we got some microphones. Um, we decided since we've been stuck in these COVID bunkers for, it's been like three and a half, four months now. Um, we decided to make some changes. I bought a brand new, better microphone, hopefully, but the cord it came with is a little wonky. So I'm waiting for Amazon to get me the proper cable. Cac, he's got his broadcasting mic going. He sounded nice and crystal clear last week. So uh, yeah. you know what, Cac, you're actually going. looking pretty clear today too. Oh, what do you mean? I mean, video like lights, your, baby. Your video, yeah, like your video and the lighting, it actually looks really good. Oh yeah. Oh, thank. I, I wiped it down and I'm adjust and I was adjusting the lights just before we went to this. So Good. we're all making we're all making slight improvements here to the quality. <laughs> Exciting times for us. Yeah, More budget. Very, yeah, exactly. We gotta open up the budget and bring in some sponsors now. But uh, yeah, they they are exciting times. Um, we'll we'll say it at the end, but we're gonna say it now. Quick. Uh, the next couple episodes, we got some big stuff planned. Uh, we're gonna have a guest on in Ben Finelli, former Kitchener Ranger defenseman. Um, me and Mikey, we went to school with him. I grew up playing minor hockey with him. We're going to talk to him about, uh, his junior hockey career, um, what he's doing now with Headstrong and his podcast and foundation. And then, um, I think it's actually a different name now. Is it a different name? Oh, Heroic Minds. Yes. Yes. yes, Correct. Heroic Minds. My, my, my bad. Um, so we're going to have him on, but that will be in two weeks. And next week, that's why I brought my team Canada, Merrill Lemieux Jersey. It will be. Wednesday, July 1st, that is Canada Day for us here in the Great White North. And we decided, since hockey hasn't started yet, um, we're going to dedicate it to Hockey Canada, that episode. We're going to talk about our favorite moments, world championships, world cups, Olympics, obviously, world juniors, of course, and uh, any and all things Hockey Canada. But uh, for today's show, we got some some hockey news. We're getting closer and closer. Um, Mr. Kakamo, it is... As of tomorrow, the NHL will be expanding 
they're on ice workouts from six to 12 people. So <clears throat> told you so, but uh, I'll let you, I'll let you, <laughs> me and Mikey told you so. We'll let you throw in a little comment. What do you got to think about that? We still got ways to go. We, we still do got still got ways, ways to go. go. I mean, so we will, we will talk about that and um, the uh, Oilers Entertainment Group, their ownership, their proposal for their uh, uh, plan to come back as they want to be the host. It kind of leaks. So we'll read some details. But um, like you said, we still got time to go. Austin Matthews and Toronto Maple Leafs and Steve Simmons, the COVID story. Um, we're going to talk about that. Tampa Bay, the Lightning, they also had uh, three players, two staff members, unidentified. <clears throat> Yeah, um, how does that work? Why we'll get we, into it. We'll get into it. And uh, the NHL also released a statement, as they will do, I think, every Friday at the end of every week, whatever they want to call it, um, unidentifying players or staff members in the league that have tested positive for COVID-19. And last Friday, when the Austin Matthews news broke, they also announced that 11 players in total, or not players, players and staff, anyone within the NHL uh, tested positive. So we'll talk about that. Um, I don't know if you guys saw our meme, if you guys are following us at Face Off Puck Pod, we brought up something with the Alex Jones and the tinfoil hat meme. There's a crazy Pavel Datsuk story out there, so we might get into that a little bit. Um, we're also going to keep ripping on the Buffalo Sabres because, man, it just keeps getting worse and worse. we got a funny little sidebar with the practice ring. Go ahead, Kak. They're just, it's, it's, it's getting to be just as bad as the Sens. Like, oh, what the hell, guys? Yeah, True. it's wild. We're, then, we're uh, all with Dwayne. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, towards the end of the show, NHL.com, they released another list, the top 16 centermen in the Stanley Cup qualifier. So last week, me and Kak went over uh, the goalies, and this week they're gonna, we're going to go over the centermen. So hopefully next week they release wingers, and we could talk about that and squeeze that into the Team well, Canada episode. Will they have Alex Ovechkin on two different lists for left and right wing, or what? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I mean, they'll probably, they'll probably give themselves a break and just say wingers. We'll just oh. generalize it. But, oh. um, but yeah, so like we said, or I said, the NHL Phase 2, they're expanding from 6 to 12 players for on-ice on workouts at team facilities um, with Tampa Bay having positive players. Um, other teams, I mean, Ottawa and Colorado had guys earlier on in the year. And then, uh, of course, Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews, his name gets leaked out. Um, so maybe we'll start there. Uh, Kak, how do you feel about, I mean, I know we know how you feel with the NHL or sports in general coming back with these positive tests, but, uh, what do you, what do you have to think? What do you have to say about, I guess, tests still coming back positive and then let alone Steve Simmons. I mean, I guess you can call it the journalistic thing and reporting the truth and the facts, but he put his name out there and, uh, I don't, it's rubbing people the wrong way. It, well, Steve Simmons tends to rub people the wrong way anyway, yeah, but um, it's weird. I saw him live at that uh, TSN, the reporter's live event, and uh, he seemed to be a solid dude. He just got off the heels of his CFL Writers Hall of Fame, uh, whatever that means to anyone that's listening. It, he, he got it. Uh, <laughs> but when, when, when you told us about what the, like, this was happening, this came out, there was a couple of things that were going through my head. One was Steve Simmons back in 2006 reported that Matt Sundin like had some major hip injury that required surgery. And he had said that all these, he had all these uh, like reliable sources and I, and also he also writes for the sun and there are more on the tabloid journalism, but then everyone started getting on it. So I think, I mean, a lot of hate is going for to Steve Simmons, but this thing was going to get reported no matter what. So to me, it seemed like he was trying to get ahead of it and try to get the scoop. Um, and, and people are, you know, canceling Steve wants to cancel Steve. We're all canceled. We're canceling everybody, you yeah. know, like, one of these, you know, time. one of these days we're going to cancel Pingu, that friggin' penguin that doesn't talk because of just something. <laughs> yeah. For real. I like Pingu. He's a great guy, but I like, like Pingu too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Pingu. Pink. Anyway, I, I'm dropping it here. But like, here's. But the thing is, people are going like it's against his uh, Austin Matthews privacy. But everyone else was was every other outlet after Steve Simmons was reporting on it. So why are we just looking towards him? I think he was just trying to get the scoop and have his name be like he's the one that you know leaked it or broke yeah. the news, right? So if you're gonna want to cancel Steve Simmons and 
then cancel everybody. Like, I don't, I don't know. Sorry. From what I understand, the way I was reading things, and this is once again, it's Twitter, take it for what you will, especially in 2020. But apparently more than a handful of people knew about this, but they just didn't want to go through with the story or they were waiting to hear back from the agents, the lawyers. And, you know, before Simmons even spoke about it himself, uh, the reports out there saying, no, he went through lawyers, he went through the agent, made sure it was okay. And it sounded like it was kind of up to him to say the name or not. And well, I mean, Steve Simmons, he's going to say the name. Mm. Um, but he did make a good point. He goes, what's the difference when you had Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys getting released? Kevin Durant's name got released along with Spencer Dinwiddie. And Dinwiddie actually was very upset. He said, this is ridiculous. This is my medical records which totally understandable. I absolutely get that. But now Austin Matthews, he's going to have to face the noise whenever he gets in front of a scrum again, or whenever he's got to answer questions. And this is the second, I heard this brought up on TSN radio. This is now the second time that a uh, polarizing story about Austin Matthews got out before the team had control of it. And that kind of worries me. What did I, and what did I say back then when, when that happened? That they don't they they don't respect the GM or whatever. I I I guess, but like it's just I, it's your superstar. This is your best player. He's the face of your franchise, and I feel like I hate to say it, but when this kind of shit happens, and I'm gonna say this as well. I don't know how Austin Matthew really feels about how his name got out there. I would imagine he's not too pumped about it. Just like I would imagine the whole court story got leaked before he got to tell the team which made him look even worse. You know what I mean? Are these the kind of things that chip away at a player and wants to get the F out of there? Yes. I can't help but think that. And it kind of worries me. I mean, this is taking this story down a different path, but you got to think he can't be happy about this. Well, it, it, it's his own fault because he <laughs> think he would have learned from the last time. Yeah. And- I got no sympathy. I got no sympathy. You want sympathy? I don't, I'm not going to give it to you. That's, that's my big issue with this whole situation is that clearly there's not enough respect for the organization and the management to keep them in the loop with what's going on, especially with their star player. I, I don't understand how this continues to happen. It's the second time. It's a pretty big deal. Not only that, Freddie was, I'm pretty sure, shacking up with him. He uh, had been he had been for a majority of the quarantine, but it had come out um, before Friday, um, last Friday, that he had actually gone to California already. Uh, he had been he still has a home out there, so he went out there and he was he had been skating out there. And that kind of makes me wonder if I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Freddie had some knowledge prior to leaving, thinking like, "Oh, uh, hey, Fred, like I might be feeling a little sick. Like you might want to get out of here." or Arizona is popping up. This is my home. Maybe you would want to leave, but I'm going to stay kind of thing. So yeah, it's very strange. Very strange. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of a a freaky situation. I mean, obviously the COVID situation is scary enough. Yeah. Um, But like, what, what was he doing? Where was he going? Was he partying? Is he going to hang out with a bunch of people? Was he just skating? Did he contract it just from someone that came into his house or, I, mean, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know if that's been, I don't know if that's public knowledge. I don't think it's out there, but the question, it's like a looming question, right? Like, are you focused? Are you, are you, I mean, these are young guys, right? I mean, we remember what it was like. We wanted to go out. We wanted to party. We, we kind of were defiant in certain ways. So is that sort of uh, going to be a continuing uh, pattern here? Is that he, doesn't really give a shit right now or he needs to mature a little or was it just a fluke that he happened to catch it somehow so i think that the that's a big important part of this story is how he contracted it and you know what he's doing what he was doing what's what's what he's going to do in the future so um yeah there's lots of question marks here scary it's it's kind of unsettling it's unsettling for us as fans but probably unsettling more so for the organization i mean i'd be shitting my pants if i were them like what the fuck we completely lost control we got a dweeb of a, a gm who clearly no one respects no one gives a shit about uh I, yeah i don't know it's kind of a it's kind of a mess it, it's crazy too because arizona was one of the first states to lock everything back down again so you have that 
Um, and also, uh, it's also very serious because there could be long-lasting effects if you have COVID. And, and if you've been lo- looking at the research and been keeping track on what's, what, they, what the research has been showing, there could be permanent, permanent changes to someone if they had it and then get over it. So it's a heavy thing. Um, and then, so, but the other thing is, who's the person that's releasing this stuff to other uh, the reporters and Steve Simmons? Like who are the people that are, because believe me, Steve Simmons didn't just, you know, he had, he had to have some, he said yeah, he had a he couple of sources. He, he didn't decide to go to his agent. Uh, I believe his agent's Judd Moldaver and he didn't decide to be like, Hey, uh, so uh, you think Austin's got COVID just right out of the blue. Like it had to come from somewhere. Yeah. Right. Like, so it, so, it, it is, but it's, it's, it's very unsettling because it's, I was thinking the same thing like Mikey said. How does that just get out? You know what I mean? Like, you, you would think it's got to be under wraps. Someone had to – like, it could have been as simple as someone from the doctor's office or the hospital, wherever Matthews went to get tested, was like, oh, my God, there's, like, a – there's an NHL superstar. Awesome. Matthews is in here. Like, we got to tell someone. It could have been just as simple as that. But I don't know. It, like, maybe the agent told – the team, like I, but then again, like it seemed like the Leafs yeah. were caught off guard. Again, I, just, I, I don't think it was. Uh, I I don't think it was like a professional conversation. I think it was just a leak somehow. Whether it was the doctor's office, whether he was telling some of his buddies, and his, you know, things can spread pretty easily these days. I think CAC makes a valid point, though. The scary part is doctors don't really know the long term effects of COVID nineteen until. You know, obviously we have some time to study it, but there's been, there's been studies that have gone on and cases where people are getting like really bad blood clots and people are dying and they're getting blood clots in their lungs and in their legs and in their heart and stuff like that. And that's pretty scary for an athlete, of course. Sure. I mean, that would happen to Chris Bosch when he had blood clots, he had to yeah. retire, ended his career. Obviously Austin Matthews is just starting out and has the potential to be one of the best players, maybe one of the best pure goal scorers ever. So, I mean, okay, Cack, relax. Okay, pal, I'm just – just to spruce it up a little bit. I know, I know. I, okay. I mean, you're not that far off, man. Like, he's already one of the best shooters I've ever seen. Like, Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, so from that perspective, yeah, it's kind of scary to see that you don't really know what could happen from this whole situation as well, so – it's just if you're gonna call Steve Simmons out for trying to get ahead of the story before it completely goes all over the news on a million different outlets, also try to find out and call the people out that told the press this because yeah, they should yeah, be just yeah. as called out as Steve Simmons is. I mean, shit, it's his job to to. This is a juicy story for him. It's like you're not gonna throw a steak in front of a lion and then he's just gonna sit there and watch it. He's gonna exactly. Pass. So I, I don't. I don't. I don't like Steve Simmons for a lot of other reasons, but I don't necessarily blame him for this shit. Yeah, Gary, no. Bev- Gary Bevan's just like, shit, we could have just said he had an upper body injury. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, as a, as a recent journalism school graduate, I, I, like, I totally get where Steve Simmons is coming from, but it's that fine line of, do, you, do people really need to know who had it on the Leafs? I mean, it's a guy's private medical issues, but at the same time, he had every right to say his name. If he talked to lawyers, he talked to the agent, and they said, it's up to you. It's your call. I mean, journalistic, journalistically, I mean, he's just reporting the facts. I know it's, it's an ethical thing at that point, but ethics change for many different people. So yeah. who knows with that? Um, to kind of switch sides now a little bit in keeping the talk about hockey coming back, um, Toronto did want to be a hub city, but I don't think it's looking like that. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, the Oilers Entertainment Group, their ownership, uh, their proposal um, kind of got leaked out today. Well, not leaked. I think it was purposely a little bit of the side information was let out. Um, so I will read the article here. It was from Ryan Rashog from TSN. So the details were released actually to, uh, to him. So it says all players will stay at the JW Marriott Hotel. I believe it's attached or it's right across the street to, uh, to Rogers Place Arena. It'll be a village-style setup, just like the Olympics. They'll provide players with outdoor and indoor activities, including golf, uh, simulators, basketball courts, movie nights, video games, live entertainment, ping pong, pool tables, lounge areas, and rooftop patios. I mean, sign me up. I want to yeah. be like I want to be like Kramer at the fantasy camp. Um, and then it goes on to continue to say that arrangements will be made with more than a dozen of the city's top-end restaurants, 
to provide players with a wide variety of food delivery options. Local golf courses will also have days dedicated to hosting only the NHL players. Pretty sweet. Um, the players are unlikely to be joined by their families immediately upon arrival, but the Oilers ownership is working with Alberta tourism to create vacation experiences across the province for family members to take part as the season resumes. So I guess that would mean uh, families would go to Banff for a day or two. You know what I mean? The yeah. Banff. Go to the Banff. The Banff. Corns and Banff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the safety and testing protocols will be strengthened for all players, staff, and employees. Uh, the Edmonton police will also help plan dedicated routes for players to use when traveling to and from the arena. I mean, the, we should do a live stream because apparently the NHL, they're supposed to announce their hub cities by the end of the week. So I would imagine in typical NHL fashion, it'd be a Friday at four o'clock news dump um, just so it gets pushed over to the weekend. But I don't think that's going to happen because I think one team right here on my hat and Mr. Kakamo is usually reps. I think that will be one hub city and that's a spicy meatball on its own. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't, I haven't looked at numbers or tests out in, Nevada, but they are full. I don't know how you can, I don't know how they could make it a hub city at this point when there's like, we all saw videos like two, like one or two weeks ago. Um, it's just like packed, like Vegas is just like it never shut down. So, absolutely, I don't, I don't know how they, they would be able to do that. I'm honestly rooting for Edmonton to be a, a hub city because I mean, Alberta's economy right now is in the shitter and it would be good for them as part of our country, Canada, it'd be good for them, for their economy, uh, for, for everyone there. So I, I'm kind of thinking, and Toronto, we don't, we don't need it. Our, we're doing okay. But for them, it's, uh, I think it would actually be a make or break for them throughout this whole COVID situation. It'd be a nice way for them to sort of segue, get kickstart things back into motion and then get back to normal. But I think, it, I think it's not a, a terrible plan. Yeah, yeah, if they can do it, uh, yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. I can't say this. It's, you can't even go through with it's it. It's a bad you idea. Can't even fake it. <laughs> it's. A, I can't. It's I, a bad I, idea. That's I, it. I, I hear you, dude. And I, I, part of me is like, as as news starts to come out, people like Austin Matthews have COVID. A bunch of those idiots in Tampa Bay have COVID. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We'll, we'll get I to that. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I don't like. That. We'll get to Tampa, but yeah. Oh, let's get into but, it right now. Let's I'm just saying. Right now. I'm just saying. I just don't. It, it's becoming to me. It seems increasingly unlikely that we might not get a hockey playoff season this year. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Is this Kakamo number two? I have now. I'm just saying, Paul. I mean, I gotta be. You gotta be realistic. You can't. You. Can't. I'm being. I'm being realistic, dude. They announced they're coming back. They are coming back. They are not going back. Dude, the PGA Tour had a player test positive. They kept going. I know okay. it's golf, but these guys will still be in a bubble. It's the same. Like, this is, this is what I was going to say a couple minutes ago. You're talking about going to Vegas. If all the players can be tested, get to Vegas, and stay in a bubble, what is wrong with that? How are they going to get the virus? The only way someone will get the virus is if they break protocols. And at that point, it's on them. That's not the league's fault. Just takes one asshole. I'm telling you. you Absolutely, got- but it's not the league's fault if that happens. If they have everything in place and one guy decides to go, you know what? Maybe the NHL needs to get a snitch hotline like the NBA is going to have. The NBA is going to have a snitch hotline. You know that? They will be able to call it anonymously and say, "Oh, I've seen so and so. I've seen LeBron hanging out outside of, outside of the bubble. Uh, you might want to slap him on the wrist or something." I would do it just to fuck with him. That'd be amazing. Well, that's what I'm saying. I it, like you said, it does take one asshole. But it's not the league's fault at that point. And that's basically what I'm trying to say. They're providing them a – if they're enabling the situation, providing – No, 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 no. They're in a bubble. That is the situation the NHL is putting them in. If, let's say, go to Edmonton, go to Vegas. This is what you have to do. This is when you can do it. Do not leave. After so you, that, what's so wrong? You, do you implement, like, a suspension or a fine? Well, if someone's seen breaking protocol or something like that? I mean, I how mean, do you enforce that? Also, golf, you're swinging, a, you're swinging a club, you know, 10 feet away from the next person you're playing with. Hockey, you're punching the guy in the face that's at the face-off. All right, Leafs-Columbus, game one, 48 hours before game one. Everyone tests negative. You okay with that? I'm fine. Let's do okay, it. Okay, so what's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> you 
I don't That's know. That's all I'm saying, man. All my point is with this whole thing about the NHL not coming back, the NHL coming back. My whole point is at this point in time, it is not the NHL's fault if they have all the safety, all the protocols, the whole nine in place, and everyone tests negative when they are there and right before they're about to start. In my opinion, the NHL is off the hook at that point. If they have done, I mean, they'll obviously take responsibility and they'll take the fall that, that's the problem they're gonna have to because then you, let's say someone breaks protocol oh it's not our fault but then you got a, a guy on the other team that's like hey man you're not protecting me i have a family i have kids i have a wife who's pregnant or some shit that's on them though that's I, on them it, it's not really on them because then you're gonna have people like i don't know people chris letang he has a heart issue he had a, a stroke uh how are you gonna tell me that the nhl is gonna say chris we care about you, but we're going to put you at risk because some 19-year-old asshole is going to go out in Vegas. Uh, he's going to sneak out. He's going to party. Uh, and then they got a playoff game with you the next day. Uh, I'm going to put you at risk because we didn't do anything wrong, but he did it wrong. It's not our fault. Yeah, you got to – the players have to trust each other. That's what it comes down to. Well, and I would think they're all professionals. They're all making millions of dollars. They don't all want to come back, but if they if it's a team atmosphere, like what are you going to have? One or two guys sit out, and you're just going to get booted out of that locker room fast. You know what I mean? You're going to be seen as I mean, situations could be different, but you're going to be looked at as wow, this guy. We're, we don't want to be here either. But why is he so special? Why does he get to sit out? Why does he not want to come down? I mean, the players will have to trust each other 100%. I've been at work since this whole thing started. It hasn't stopped, and the assumption was. Just trust the people you work with that they're not going out. They're not doing anything stupid. So I work, I work with my, one of my best friends and I don't trust that he's not going to go out and party because. Well, hundred percent, but then you got to bring that up to your employer, man. You got to, <laughs> hey, hey, asshole. Uh, but no, but you're, <laughs> like, you, you do have to have a certain amount of trust in, in your, I guess they're your you co-workers. Uh, but in this situation, it's just like, it's such a fine, it's such a, it's such a fine line between what is acceptable, what's not acceptable. And also like, are they going to, are they going to make changes to the way the game is played? Remember we had a discussion, I think it was like three or four no. episodes. Yeah. I think that was just, yeah. like, I mean, at most, maybe that, that's it. Are they going to do that? Are they, have they announced if they're doing anything? No, they have not announced that. I'm, I mean, it's all going to be inch by inch here, but it's a mess right now. But like, if everyone tests negative, what's the big deal, dude? What is the big deal? Honestly, though. Tested negative. Anyways, Cat's just looking like he's sick of this conversation. No, but, here's okay, okay, no, okay, get okay, in, okay. Get in. If you want Tampa to spin Bay, this with the Tampa Bay, there you go. Yeah. Tampa, there we go. Here we go. Oh, I'm awake now. Tampa Bay literally lost a first, uh, a forward line. Okay, they lost three players. All right. In terms of, you can't really. Okay, so the players are quarantined, but they still have to eat and stuff like that. So, yeah. And they also have to have room service. So who's to say? And also, Nevada isn't properly testing. Uh, big chain, big hotels. I mean, you were mentioning the 19-year-olds partying. I got a little misty-eyed because they should not be partying. I should be partying in Nevada, goddammit. But yeah, I'm telling it. you, that aside, they have not been doing comprehensive tests and checkups with their staff members. They have not been doing that. The, oh, the I NHL said, I Vegas. Said which, I will, Vegas and the hotels in Vegas that sh that are saying that they're doing them, but the staff is saying no, they're not. We're not getting even temperature checks. So that is completely ridiculous because if they're going in there and cleaning the the like room service, if they're making food and sending it up, you can't guarantee that. I can guarantee you that they're not testing uh, because I almost let a few of the casino and hotels out, but they're not they're not doing it properly. So how's the NHL going to enforce that when? There, when the in the whole state and the casino and like M, just for examples, these are not the ones, but examples like MGM, Bellagio, all these different places aren't enforcing that, but they're saying it to the public, "Oh yeah, we're doing that." Okay, well, once again, if the NHL takes over, let's say the MGM Grand, for argument's sake, oh, if the place. NH, if the NHL puts in their own health people, their own doctors, their own testing protocols, and they take over the MGM Grand for two months and they test everyone properly what's the issue that'd be ideal but how are you going to convince the mgm grant you're just going to pay them a shitload of money and then fire all their employees or something like you no you don't fire their you work with their employees but you yeah. put in your own officials to take over you know what i mean like for i'll give you an example when the pga tour used to come to glen abbey all the time 
they would still have their staff that worked at Glen Abbey be volunteers, but they would bring in the PGA Tour's own grounds and maintenance people. But the people that work there still would work as the tournament's going on. You know what I'm saying? So if, and it's like the Edmonton proposal, they said they will have police escort services, proper avenues to get to and from, stay away from everyone. What's the issue? That's all I'm getting at, man. And the whole thing is, it's like, yes, it's a global pandemic. COVID is bad. It's a disease. But man, like the numbers are still showing. It's such a small percentage of people that it will kill and that it, it, it ultimately it will infect almost everyone they predict within the next year or at least half the, the world's population within the next year. But dude, there's like four and a half million recoveries from this thing. And I don't uh, want to get into like the politics and like the whole medical thing about it, but oh, there, there, you can look. make sports happen, man. If you can have a bubble, if you can isolate players and you try and do your best to set up the proper safety measures, why not, man? Italy, the soccer, the Serie A is back full force. Italy was the hardest hit country for how long? Two months? They're back already. All the stores and everything is open. Everyone's wearing a mask. They're doing their part. I mean, like, uh, the PG Tour's back. NASCAR's back. Like, the MLS is coming back now. I mean, the MLS and the NBA, they're going down to Florida, so they might have to rethink that. But, dude, it, like, it's happening. I'm sorry. It is happening. It's going to happen. That's my rap name, by the way. You're, sorry, Jack. <laughs> you were talking about deaths. I think at this point, it's not about the deaths. It's about what this virus can do if they heal out of it because there are now cases that, like, blood clots, as Mike had said, but there's also, you know – cardiac arrest strokes uh fatigue like really bad fatigue so dude i get fatigued from being at work for eight hours Yeah, but it's different this is i know it's different but like what are we gonna do for the rest of our lives like just yeah i get everything i want hockey to come back as much as dude i am craving for hockey to come back oh my man oh you oh i didn't know you didn't really make that clear (laughs) well i'm just saying man it's but it wasn't even about like the nhl coming back this is like I haven't seen live, other than golf, I haven't seen lives in soccer. I haven't seen live sports in so long. I understand like, that. Hockey and the NBA, it would all be over right now. The draft, the draft lottery is this week, but the NBA draft would be tonight. The NHL draft would probably be Friday night coming up. I mean, come on, man. We can, like, yeah, it's still out there. It's dangerous. It's whatever, but it can happen. They can make it happen and they can try and do it as safe as possible. And all I'm saying is, if you can attempt to do it, and there's ways to do it, why not, man? Like, yeah, I know I these are billion-dollar like enterprises and businesses. They're losing money, though. Like, but it's like any other business, dude. You don't think there's other businesses that are dying to open up that could have opened up like a month or two ago, right? So, I mean, Mikey, I, you were gonna say something. I cut you off. Sorry. I was just gonna say, I I agree with that. The fact that I would love for hockey to come back. I'd love for all sports to come back. I was sitting here watching Blue Jays rewind games and I was watching, oh my God, there was a special of, it was like Stanley Cup champions, Boston Bruins, 2011. I watched it for five minutes and I just threw up a little bit. And I had to <laughs> but I'm literally grasping at anything I can to watch some sports. But at the same time, like, do I think it's the right thing to do to come back? I mean, it's, it was different in March what and April. It, what is right and what is wrong? Well, okay, fine. Let's put it this way. I was I was missing hockey a lot in March and April because I'm used to watching playoff hockey at that For time. Sure. It's now almost July. That that feeling, I'm I'm not gonna say it's past, but I'm not used to watching hockey in July. So no one is, dude, and no one's used to this pandemic. So let's just throw anything at the table. At See this point, though, like, why risk anything? Why don't Why don't we just cancel the season? Wait till next year. Let's get on with the drafts. Let's when's do- When's oh. next year, though, dude? When is yeah. next year? That's the thing. If we don't do a, a, a season this year, then yeah, it can can be normal. I mean, if we do this, no. season, then what's gonna What's gonna happen next year? Well, I mean, dude, like they gotta get the only reason they're doing this. They need a buffer zone from now until next season. If they don't get something going, get some revenue in. Dude, the NHL alone will take a hit so hard. They're at like players, never mind the salary cap and players' salaries, but then they're going to have to come back and keep paying escrow and they're going to have to catch up and catch up and keep paying all that back. 
to the owners and everything. They got it, dude. They got to get something going. Okay. I, so from a financial standpoint, yes, okay, that makes. But sense. money makes the world go round, dude. Money makes the world go round. You would know better than the, both of us. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I mean, I, I am. I, I work with with money and stuff, but at the same time, I have a very neutral point of view in the sense that yes, money makes the world go round, but at the same time. I don't know if that's the way things should be, especially in a situation like this. So uh, I get it. People, it, and the last thing I would want is for the NHL to like, God forbid, like go bankrupt or something from this. Because well, that's the CFL. That's the CFL's yeah, issue right yeah, now. I mean, that's, and the longer these leagues hold off, they're not going to go bankrupt, but they're going to lose a shit ton of money, man. Yeah, and and it, it's going to affect everything. It's going to affect players' salaries, TV. It just, it's a trickle down effect. It's a cycle. It's like money. Money makes the world go round, dude. Everything. <laughs> Everything. I'm going to get a little Ilya Brizgal off here, but everything, the universe is so big. Everything's connected though. It's all a fuck. It's all a vicious cycle, man. Everything yeah. is intertwined. And once one thing stops, it screws up a lot of other things. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So I don't know. I, I'm in, I'm, I really would like to see it come back. I'm rooting for it to come back, but I have a, a dark, thought in the back of my head here that is thinking it's there's potential for it to not come back still so. well i mean friday friday was looking like a bad day not just for the nhl but for sports in general yeah. and i was thinking to myself i'm like oh no cack he's gonna be right i'm like fuck we're never gonna hear the end of it <laughs> <laughs> but i'll be the i'll be the first to admit i'll tell you right now i'll be shocked if the nhl doesn't come back or for any league that has announced they're coming back and i will apologize to you cack on air but yeah. I still think it's a long shot at this point because it's the ring and all that shit. But like, look, <laughs> but we, we do a friendly little wager between the two of you. Like, sure. Like what, what should, what, what should Gio do if you're right, Cac? And what are you willing to do if Gio, if hockey does come back, we should do something like that. I don't know. I, I, well, we I should ask the my people. Head. My beard is still growing, by the way. I haven't shaved it. I haven't touched it. Nothing. So it's time. You guys, you guys need to do a little friendly wager. Let's let's do it. What are we gonna do? I don't know. We gotta think of something. I can't really think. You put me on the spot here, but uh, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't really. I didn't really care enough to make a wager. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cactus I don't know. knows they're not coming back. Bottom line, I look. I don't look. They've already opened up training camps. Right? We're not training camps. Sorry. What am I saying? They already opened up training facilities at like half or a third capacity. And well, they're doubling down tomorrow. Up. That which would be Tuesday. Hey, I had X's that doubled down. down. Okay, that didn't mean they were <laughs> smart. Oh, All right. that's back. <laughs> <laughs> like you know uh, i mean people in general like people double down doesn't mean that they're right you know no, so, absolutely so like it, it's just it's it's let's fucking move hey, on <laughs> tony soprano, tony soprano <laughs> quote even a broken clock is right twice a day that's one of my favorite quotes ever it's actually one of my instagram posts you guys should i just watched that episode again the other day i'm rewatching the whole series. one of my favorite it's one of my favorite lines uh but i was gonna say so i found out what the wager is gonna be Okay. Gio will have to film a whole episode wearing a Montreal Canadiens jersey. Oh. Hockey does not come back. If hockey comes back, Cack, I think you have to. He can't even wear like a Leafs jersey. He doesn't mind them. Well, I was gonna say I like have a... two. I have two on my of my own. <laughs> I'd say like a PK Subban jersey or something like that, or like he's got. Or a... I'll go clean shaven. Or you. Sh or, okay. All right. Fine. Or. Or I'll create, we'll create a green green background, and it's going to be a photoshopped image of Cack and Kyle Dubas giving each other a hug. <laughs> we oh, both went to Brock. I, I will post that. I will have to post. That will be the wager. I'll wear a Habs jersey. <laughs> My sister, believe it or not, uh, she actually – probably not anymore, but she was a Montreal Canadiens fan. Um, me and her used to play like NHL 05 back in the day. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And the reason she became a Habs fan was because of Sheldon Surrey. So oh. I believe she still has a Sheldon Surrey white Montreal Canadiens jersey in her closet. So I, I'll say it now. I'll wear it for the whole episode. And if the NHL doesn't come back, but if the NHL does come back, I'm going to Photoshop an image of Cac and Kyle Dubas shaking hands or giving each other a hug, and it's going up on every social media platform. Sir, so <laughs> Sir, Sir had the best penalty shot ever. He just, like, slapped it right past Raycroft. I'm like, that's yeah. how you do it. But me and, me and Dubas both went to Brock, so why not? Let's. <laughs> there you go. Already alumni and, and partners. Well, I'm going to think of something better if that doesn't affect you at all, Cac. So oh, no. Oh, no. I hate Dubas. He's, oh, he's, yeah, yeah. he's a poo-poo head. He's a poo-poo head. Maybe we'll, like, we'll meet, meet and greet with editor 
editor and uh, Leaf or whatever. Yeah. That, what do you want me to do? Funny. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Editor and Queef, what about him? Yeah, there we go. See, I'm not even going to tell you now. I'm just going to make it a surprise. Oh, if you like, have that fucker guest at I, this show. I have, okay, I changed my mind. It's either going to be the picture or you will have to quote tweet editor and Leaf five to ten times, but you have to, <laughs> no. pra- you have, you have to praise them. You, it can't yeah, be negative. You agree with him. You have to agree. You got to be like, this is the yeah. best. This is hard hitting. The best analysis. I want to be a part of your analytical team. Let me in on the Excel spreadsheet. We can go together as a pack of nerds. The whole nine. <laughs> Correct. See? He's not even happy. That's how you know it's a good wager. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him so much. Oh, don't We're doing it. Signed, sealed. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. So, there's, like, the Austin Matthews we talked about. Uh, Tampa Bay had the players. Florida, in general, is just bonkers. They're you have to wipe the jet skis, boys. You have to wipe the jet yeah, skis. wipe them down. Um, Edmonton, they're putting a proposal together. It's, it's weird. You got COVID tests popping up in the league, but yet they're doubling down on skaters on the ice and the hub cities are going to be announced this week. So just kind of furthers my point once again, that the league is coming back. Um, but the Buffalo Sabres, let's further continue this. So last week, last week we had, we had talked about how Botterill was fired along with uh, Randy Sexton and Steve Mm. Greeley, but it also turns out later that day, they had fired a total of 22 people. One of them being the hockey IT guy who they didn't need to fire, so they hired him right back two minutes later. Ridiculous. Dumpster fire. Um, I also saw a story today that I sent to you guys um, that made me laugh pretty hard. Let me, uh, let me find it here. They, they fired the IT guy. And they're like, wait a minute, not that guy. Not that Rob. The other yeah, guy. The other Rob. That guy, that guy got, does good, hard-hitting video analysis. It's he so fixed my phone once. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was a story today that apparently when this whole COVID thing started, the Sabres didn't flood their training facility properly. And now the boards have warped. Um, what is going on in Buffalo? I mean, Kat, do you have the, do you have the full, I think they fired, uh, oh, all, I all their scouts, there was a yeah. whole alarm system, including Mike Commissarek. Yeah, can yeah. we talk about that quickly? Mike Komisarek, how he was a player development guy for Buffalo. Yeah. And Cac had one of the best quotes today. Or was it Mikey that had the it quote? Me, it was me. Couldn't, it was he, me. couldn't even develop himself. <laughs> I mean, that is up there for one of the worst free agent signings, not just as a Toronto Maple Leaf, but like in NHL history. In general, yeah, I agree. That was an embarrassment. My, they did fire pretty much all their amateur scouts and a couple of their pro scouts. Um, do you want me to get into the sh- tirade now, or do you want yeah. me to actually get Why? to? Because I can't find it right now. Yeah, uh, I'm quick, I'm, it's quickly in this article here. Oh, I actually have the whole list and with names. So yeah. you want to uh, put it up on the main screen, or uh, I don't have it for the main screen. I'll read it oh. quickly. But their GM, uh, both their AGM, so Sexton, Greeley, Botterill, Ryan Jankowski, director of amateur scouting. Um, Jeff Crisp, their assistant director of amateur scouting. Then they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten amateur scouts fired. And it's not like they were doing a good job anyway, as Kak, you brought up. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to get into that. Yeah. Um, John Van Boxmeer, their pro scout, two player development coaches, uh, one rehab and development coach, and then uh, the head coach and both assistant coaches of the Rochester Americans, Chris Taylor was the head coach for uh, the Rochester Americans. Um, yeah, so the Harbor Front Center is their official practice facility. So, yeah, apparently they had a water problem, and it just it looks completely – I got to find the picture. Maybe I'll post it yeah, on social media. I didn't know there was a picture. I think there might be a picture somewhere on the internets, the interwebs, the on the line. Like, uh, Jermaine O'Neal tried to draw, like, a circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great reference there. Um, Kak, yeah, sorry. You were going to continue on with what you had? Inside jokes. I, I want to be one, part of one someday. Uh, uh, so basically, I've looked into this more, and we, we basically we knew about the three GM and assistant GMs that got, got fired. But the more I looked into this, it seemed like that the Pagulas lost faith in not only the system, but their arm's length approach in running the Sabres. They went outside hockey norms with Ralph Kruger. So I think they were going outside of the the hockey norms with Kevin Adams. Um, If you look at when the Pagulas took control of the Sabres in February of 2011, 
which was, by the way, their best year that they have had under Bagula management. They have never made the playoffs. It's been nothing but failure. And uh, Elliot Freeman on 31 Thoughts said that this was worse than Toronto's rebuild when they fired, um, oh my God, soy boy there, uh, Dave Nonis and a bunch of the staff over there. Um, but Kim Bagula was, was quick to say that it wasn't a rebuild. So they have to pick a lane or a vision and stay there and not jump from GM to GM every two, three years. Because, you know, you're trading uh, um, – what happens if Adams doesn't turn out in, like, two or three years? If that regime doesn't – like, do you fire him and you go, and go back to the drawing board? Um, it's just they, they've taken control and they haven't gotten anywhere. And it seemed like when they had control more, – a little more control of the Bills – they were starting like the, the Bills made the playoffs. But I mean, I thought, thought back to our, our episode earlier in the year when Mike said that they were one and two pieces away from being a contender. Do you still really think that? Because it seems I like think... the whole. Oh, continue, continue. So the, the whole culture there is completely cantankerous. It's yeah. really toxic to the yeah. pa- point where Patrick Berglund didn't want to play anymore. Ryan O'Reilly was like depressed and needed to get out. Um, and I mean, you're thinking Buffalo, first of all, it's not. And I, I actually really like Buffalo, but I would never live there. It's not the nicest place to live, for starters. But, yeah, I mean, this was before I kind of realized what the, the upper management, what the cultures is like there, what's sort of going on, what the morale is like in the dressing room. I think they have a lot of good pieces. That's sort of what I was trying to say, is that they do have a lot of good pieces on their team. I just don't think – that's probably why they fired all their player development because I don't know if it was done properly. And go ahead, go ahead. But it's, and to that point, they're like they're they haven't really had it. Like they've had Rasmus Dahlin, they've had Jack Eichel, but they haven't really had like the gems. Their diamonds in the rough. They're Brendan Gallagher's. They're Andreas Janssens. Because if you look at their drafts over the last like I don't know nine years, like they're t- I know, 2016, they they got nobody. Right, and they've yeah, they have Nikita Zadorov, they have Rasmus Ristolainen, but they haven't really developed any of their deeper round picks. So, it, I mean, it, it's kind of you know a gong show what's been going on, and it made me rethink of what I said last week. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's like every GM has a two, three year shelf life, just like their coach, and it's hard to grasp anything if you keep changing and you keep going in no man's land and you know what happens in no man's land you ended up you end up dying so yeah i yeah no i i hear what you're saying it sucks i mean i i also just want to throw out there that someone really pissed me off the other day they sent a a link of a potential trade of jack eichel to the boston bruins and i it really really ruined my mood because there's nothing (laughs) less, less than that so I just want to throw that out there. If I mean, if they're going to give up, I mean, sure. But you can't just sell all your players, trade everyone, because you got to have a good draft system. You have to have a good uh, scouting system. And if that doesn't work, then draft picks, you know, selling your players for, for draft picks isn't going to matter anyways. You're just going to be in the same position in another five years. So. Well, one one draft, uh, I forget the exact year, they had Gergesons and um... – they drafted, oh my God, that other guy, Grigorenko, in the first yeah. in the first round. And what He's happened Latvian to those players? Isn't he? One of them is Latvian. I think it's Grigorenko that's Latvian. Wasn't it Zegmus Gergensens? Zegmus. Yeah. yeah. They Gergensen, they drafted yeah. they drafted those two guys in the same first yeah. round in the draft, and they ended up, I mean, doing nothing. Don't tell me that one of them was an all star. He was a pity vote. <laughs> that's what happens when all that. of Latvia like he was an all-star <laughs> yeah but all of Latvia voted for him so that means dick squat <laughs> yeah no for real thank you for coming to my TED talk yeah <laughs> anyway uh yeah it sucks for Buffalo I mean they're a laughing stock in the league I, I don't we know can, we can stop making fun of them for now I mean I'm not making fun of them. I, I mean, but they're probably gonna come up in the news again. That's the thing. It like, just I, I, I want favors, man. Like I, I I wish they did I wish it was different for them because they're so close to us and I like going to Buffalo. It's a I, good rivalry that if they can Michael versus Matthews, yeah. like come on. It'd be interesting to see how they handle uh, um, their new GM there, Adams. Adams, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be interesting because are they gonna be more hands on at this point? 
or are they going to just let them do what they usually do? If they let the hockey people make the hockey decisions. Well, that's what be, it, Yeah, sorry. Be, Go ahead. If you, if you notice, like, you know, we mentioned this, I mentioned them all the time. Ottawa, like when Eugene Melnick stepped away, the Senators started improving. Like their stock was going up. So it'd be interesting to see how much they're going to stick their fingers in the pie this time once Adams has complete control. And they're also firing all these scouts before a draft has even happened. So how do you even pick? Do you just have like auto draft or something? Like how do you, like what do you do? I'll just yeah. take the best player on that list. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, that's what Charles Wang used to say. He's like, why do we, why do we have uh, our own scouts when we just have the central scouting system? And then Mike Bilberry's like, well, we draft well, but we're going to trade it all away because I'm a fucking <laughs> moron. Yeah, exactly. Fucking you, see, you see he's got Twitter now. He's, people can pretty much roast him. I think his first day on Twitter, he posted a picture yeah. of him with a shoe like this, which was actually hilarious. Good, it's like good humor on his part. It's the stupid kid at school, and he's just allowing everyone to take shots at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, moving on now. Um, uh, our final, final segment for the day, some more fun hockey more hockey-centric related topics. So the NHL.com, they ranked the top centers playing in the Stanley Cup qualifiers, uh, 1 to 16. Um, you guys want to take a crack at the top three, just by guess? I actually haven't seen it. Oh, well, oh, I sent the uh, picture now that I'm remembering. Yeah, it. I have it in front of me, so I don't know. All if right, I Mikey, guess. let's test you, buddy. Who do you think the top three centermen in the NHL playoff qualifying tournament, whatever you want to call it, are? Nathan McKinnon. What number? Two. Okay. Uh, this is tough, man. Uh, I mean, it's really not that tough. You're going to kind of hit yourself in the head when I give you the first two names. Austin Matthews? Nope. Wow. Um, okay, you get one more chance. because. All right, come on. I mean, I mean, right here should be a clue. Sidney Crosby? That's one. Um... Stamkos? Dude. Oh, Connor McDavid. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> One week off, this guy already forgot who's in, who's in the game and who's not. Well, actually, um, I did kind of forget. I yeah, was- so they had Connor McDavid, number one, Sidney Crosby, number two, Nathan McKinnon, number three. Uh, number four, this one kind of shocked me a little bit, but not really. Uh, yes, it was Patrice Bergeron. Con- congratulations, Mikey, for getting that one correct. I love Bergeron. Um, to round out the rest of the top 10, Leon Dreisaitl at five, Malkin at six, Austin Matthews at seven, Stamkos at eight, Ryan O'Reilly at number nine, and John Tavares at number 10. Oh um, okay, we'll go from there, but this is where it kind of gets a little dicey. Number 11, Mark Shifley. Number 12, Nicholas Backstrom. Beauty. Number 13, Alexander Barkov. I don't know if that's a shot at the Florida Panthers. But Alexander Barkov, he's a top 10 centerman. I mean, yeah. in the, on that list, I would put him ahead of Steven Stamkos and John Tavares. Yeah. Uh, it might be tough with Ryan O'Reilly because St. Louis, I mean, this is, I just said I'm going to take the team out of it, but St. Louis is having a really good year. But I still might put him ahead of Ryan O'Reilly. He should be in that top 10. But then to finish out, you got Couturier at 14, Mika Zibinijan at 15, and then good old Johnny Taves at 16. Mm. Wow. Um, other than Barkov, any names kind of stand out to you if, in a different position, if they should be lower, higher? What do you guys think? It's just interesting that the MVP is number five. Yeah. Right? Like, I but just. Can I, you really put him ahead of. I'm, mm. I'm maybe at number four. I wouldn't put him ahead. Of, ah, yeah, you know what? You make a good point. Yeah, you he should be number that. three. Doesn't make any sense at all. But Actually. how do you take. How do you replace him? Like. If you had a pick, Nathan McKinnon or Leon Dreisaitl, who are you taking? I just love McKinnon. So just this year, in general, McKinnon thing is, uh, boy. See this? It's, I know it's, it's they tough. haven't really. Uh, it's Colorado's kind of struggled in the playoffs, have they not? Uh, player wise, McKinnon or Dreisaitl. So that cat uh-huh. can actually that that now that you said that you actually bring up a point that I was going to mention is like what are they referring to? Are they talking about playoff performance? Are they talking about Pure skill. Are they talking about center? It just said their, their byline was the top centers playing in the Stanley Cup qualifier. Because, like, Sidney Crosby, three Stanley Cups, like, how can you how can you say he's not better in the playoffs than Leon Dreisaitl? Maybe he wasn't well, 
if you're if you're gonna rank it like that, the top three would be Crosby, um, sorry, Crosby, Bergeron, Taves. If you're well, gonna that, base it off that, and you got Malkin, yeah, Malkin, hundred percent. Well, that's my point. So it doesn't really like I I don't like these lists for that reason. Is because like. If you're I mean, going to base it on playoff success, too, I mean, Steven Stamkos and Austin Matthews, you can make the argument they shouldn't even be in there. Yeah, and that's and that's the point. So I don't know if there's, like, a, a grading system or something or if some asshole is just like, I'm just going to rank these players, just whatever. I, I think I, that's what they did. I think if they kind of went, like, just strictly player, no team, no experience, nothing. So if that's the case, then, yeah, you make a valid point. How is the MVP CAC? You made a valid point. How is the MVP Number five on that list. I think that's a load of shit, personally. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't put Connor McDavid. Uh, I would no. I wouldn't put McDavid number one. I wouldn't. I personally. You wouldn't. don't think Connor McDavid is the top centerman of all the teams playing right now? Not this year. Leon Draisaitl has made it a, a very, very strong case for himself. He has had forty-three goals in but seventy-one I, games. I, under, I, I get that, but they're not. They're not saying this year, right? I, there's. That's the thing. I would have preferred these lists to be based on current form this season, et cetera. But yeah, well, you're going to tell me you're not this is too ambiguous. Connor McDavid, number well, one. You got something wrong. You're, you're exactly right. It's a great word. It's too ambiguous. It's too vague. I mean, you also think the NHL is not coming back, so it wouldn't be too far off. <laughs> doesn't that even I'm, make him – How, even how many times have I been wrong this year? I haven't I been. don't know. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'm not keeping track, but I should start now because there's yeah. a number of them. Oh, man. I, the people watching on video, you got to clip that because CAC didn't even flinch. <laughs> How many times have I been right this entire year? So if I'm wrong once, that doesn't mean I lose credibility. Who do you think I am? Steve Simmons? No, Editor in Queef? Like, give definitely me a break. Not. I don't know. I don't. If I'm looking at just this season and how Leon Dreisaitl has taken Edmonton under his wing without the McJesus guy around, I mean, I would probably go there. If you're going to compare careers, then I give it to Connor McDavid because okay, he's if, been most consistent. Here, I'm going to throw this one at you. If you're going to base it on this season, is Mika Zabinijad in your top 10? Well, I wouldn't put Tavares in there. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, me neither. Zabinijad, 40 goals. New York Rangers, him and Panarin pretty much are going to – they carried that team. I mean, who knows if they played a full 82, if they would have got in. I think they would have, but they're, they're in. You got to put him in the top 10. I, 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 I would switch out Tavares and put either Shifley or Zabinajad in that, in that spot. I think the, also the only reason that Patrice Bergeron is at number four is because he's such a good defensive forward and he's been at this a he's long time. A, he's a veteran. He's got experience, especially in the playoffs. He yeah. can shut down any team's top line. So I get that. seen that with Team Canada. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's in, and you make a valid point. But at the same time, like that's why I have – I would even put – Patrice Bergeron at number one or number two because of that reason. Like, like just, here we go. Is, Mike's back full force in face off hockey podcast. Listen, Welcome pal, back to the show, pal. Mikey. <laughs> My takes are just coming out of the oven. They're, they're <laughs> red hot, <laughs> but, but Connor McDavid, he's a great player. Obviously he's just what, the most skilled player in the league, but you gotta, you need to prove to me that you are the best center in the league by being a leader like Patrice Bergeron, by being a leader like Sidney Crosby. You're basically Crosby. just saying playoff performance, and he's really only had one crack at the playoffs. Well, but that's – And they went point. to the second round. They actually kind of went further than most people thought. But That's my point. Is like, is MJ the greatest basketball player of all time without any championships? Well, Probably that's a ridiculous not. statement. Obviously not. I'm just saying, Connor McDavid is arguably – could potentially be one of, if not the best hockey player ever – and if he wins no hardware, no Stanley Cup, because he's got hardware. For sure. Well, then, I mean, I have a hard time saying that he was better. But you got to define I that. Mean, I've, I've had this – it's funny you bring that up because I've had this conversation with my dad in the past. And you kind of look at players like Connor McDavid uh, that have come and gone, maybe not as skilled as Connor McDavid, but when you have a top elite all-star – there is only a handful of them that never end up winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah. You got to think it's going to happen at some point. With that much talent and the leadership and the whole nine yards, it's <coughs> – I didn't have time to hit the cough button. It's going to happen. It's going to happen eventually. And we've said this before. It's going to happen. It's your – the NHL, it's going to happen. 
Mike Laskaris' rap name, it's going to happen. <laughs> Connor McDavid, I'm saying it right now. He's going to win a Stanley Cup one day. If it's in Edmonton, I don't know. But when you have a pairing like Dreisaitl and McDavid, when you look at other pairings like that in the past, I mean, Kopitar, Doughty, yeah, he's a defenseman, but Kopitar, Doughty, Taves, Kane, uh, Bergeron, Chara, because I'll say Chara was a force in the 2011 and 2014 when they went to the final. Um, Crosby, Malkin, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's going to happen at some so point. Look, though, what does that tell us? Well, dude, no one thought Ovi was ever going to win a cup, and he finally got a cup. Like, but, yeah, if he doesn't win one, then – I was one of those people, by the way, that didn't think Ovi was going to win a cup because there I were. Think, I think everyone was. There was a time, majority of his career. Cack, what are you looking at, by the way? Is there a ghost again? I'm looking at. I'm looking at stats on another screen. Oh, okay. Guys got duo screens over here. Eh? Dual wielding needlers over here. Get the microphone, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're friggin' Bill Nye the Science Guy putting. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, I took I took you off a little topic, Mike. You were saying, what if that doesn't happen? Yeah, I mean. It's going it to suck, but this is what I mean. There's only a handful of guys that have never won a Stanley Cup that have been that good. So it's going to happen at some point, whether it's in Edmonton or not, that's, that remains to be seen. But, I mean, I think it's going to happen. Okay. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I mean, anything yeah. can happen in a, in a person's career, right? For sure. I mean, the problem with Ovi was he kept getting – going head to head with the Sidney Crosby's penguins. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like it finally, it finally happened, but do we look at Matt Sundin a little, I mean, I don't know, maybe this is your Toronto bias, but do we look at Matt Sundin any differently because he didn't win a cup? I don't know about looking at him differently, but if he had a cup, it would have kind of made that automatic, like, Oh, lock. Tonic. <laughs> I mean, Matt Sundin is a legend in his own regard, not even just yeah. as a Toronto Maple Leaf, but as, yeah. a, as a hockey player. He, the guy was ridiculous. Yeah. But I think but, if he had a cup to his name, there wouldn't really be that argument. It would kind of be right away, oh, Locke, legend, Hall of right. Fame. Like, yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame, obviously. Sundin's here. Crosby is here. Gretzky is a little bit above, like – you know, it's oh. a different tier, you know? But to bring the Leaf bias into it, if Sundin did win a cup and it was in Toronto, I mean, that that yeah. that statue is, has already been built. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, hero, for sure. Yeah. 100% right. He'd be, like, yeah. knighted by the Queen or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd call him over to England and be like, Sir Matt Sundin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'd Matt. be like, if it's, not a, if it's not a Leo Vegas event, I'm not going to be Yeah, there. Leo Vegas yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious um yeah so i mean the nhl.com they put out content just to kind of yeah. get people to talk it's just it was it's too ambiguous like it's yeah. uh, what are you basing this on well you know what i like it because it gives us shit to talk about and we're gonna run out of shit to talk about that is non-hockey related because you know what cack i think the nhl's coming back so <laughs> <laughs> we'll have some hockey to talk about he kind of this flinched guy. on that one. I'm trying to get him to flinch this, a little bit. This guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I just feel like every week I'm saying the same goddamn things about this, the, the COVID stuff. It's yep. to, the, to the point where I'm like, one more time. One more time about yeah. this COVID. I'm going mean, to flip all, we're, a table. We're all, we're all tired of it. Um, we'll uh, we'll kind of end, we'll end the COVID and the hockey talks on that note. Um, guys, follow us. Instagram, Twitter, at FaceOffPuckPod. Uh, Kak, you were just about to say something. Just one more thing on the Steve Simmons thing. I, 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 we're going way back, but I just want to put this to people that have really been. And I, look, I'm not. Look, I ran into Simmons once, and that's not like he's not a friend of mine. But I will say this: Let's be real. If this was going to come out eventually, should Matthews and his people have been ahead of the game, especially what happened this past summer? But, absolutely, absolutely. But they decided not to. So. It was gonna. It was gonna be put out there anyway. He he's just too big of a name, and Simmons, I guess, wanted the credit first. So it's just something to think about before we start canceling everybody. <clears throat> yeah, because I th I even thought about that too. I was like, even if it came out, a Toronto Maple Leaf player has tested positive for COVID nineteen. People know who it is. It was gonna get out eventually, whether it was now, a month from now, a year from now, five years from now. Especially here, someone was gonna pepper them with questions. And it was going to come out um, one way or another. But um, yeah. 
I mean, nothing we can do about that. We just hope that Austin Matthews, all the other players in the NHL that tested positive, uh, speedy and healthy recoveries. And we'll see you on the ice July 10th. Is that the date, CAC? I think it's July 10th. Yeah, I think so too. It's around there. One more little jab. (laughs) But uh, guys, you can follow us Instagram, Twitter, at FaceOffPuckPod. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, FaceOff Hockey Podcast. Next week, happy Canada Day. We will have our Canada Hockey episode, World Championships, World Cups, Spengler Cups, Olympics, World Juniors, anything we could talk Ivan about. Ivan Halinka. Yeah, the Gretzky Halinka. We'll talk about that. All right. Good things coming, good memories for Hockey Canada. Um, and then the episode after that, it will be episode 28, I believe. Uh, we will have an interview with Ben Finelli. Um, we're saying it now, friend of the show. Um, ben okay. Finelli, former Kitchener Rangers defenseman and captain. Actually, he was the captain. That's right. Well, captain. And he's um, just a stand-up guy. Absolutely. Biggest beauty. Um, great family as well. We're going to talk to him. Uh, we're going to get his opinion on things in junior hockey, um, hockey coming back in general, and then we'll get talking to him about his uh, Heroic Minds, the podcast, um, his TED Talks, and what he basically does for the hockey community. Um, Mike Glasgow, sir, get that studio ready because we're moving in soon. <laughs> and as always, officially now we end the show with the Yager Salute signing off.